This podcast is proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm the guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing, and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've I spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, uh, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle please get in touch with us on our facebook page follow us like us whatever it takes we would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as i know this industry is capable of how's it going it's going very well, Doc. I, I'm battling to keep uh, up with your travels across Europe. Uh, I, I've just gone from uh, from the kitchen to my office three times since uh, <laughs> you've been to Austria and now, now to Munich. So, uh, you know, I suppose uh, we're in the advertising business, so a bit of showing off doesn't, uh, doesn't hurt. No, nah, it's been good, Gordon. I mean, obviously, you know, with COVID, we all know that travel was restricted. And, you know, we like to, to travel where we can. So it's been nice. And, I mean, last week, just for our listeners, just to recap, you know, we spent, uh, I was skiing with a family in, in Solden uh, in the footsteps of James Bond from Spectre. So that was fantastic. I mean, it was fantastic. Interesting exercise. And for listeners who haven't listened to that, maybe just backtrack and go and listen to what the village of Solden have done to extend that franchise, James Bond. And I mean, now, you know, I'm in Bavaria, in Munich, uh, and we have a very special guest who I'll introduce very shortly. And we're going to talk about another very iconic piece of global branding called Hofbrau Beer and Hofbrau House, uh, the venue itself that is not just in Munich, but has is, is now moved away around uh, around the world. And the whole theme of the exercise, the, the two parts, Gordon, as you and I discussed, um, is around destination marketing, you know, is about taking something and making it so iconic that when people come to München, you want to go to that place. You know, you want to go to the Marienplatz, you want to go to the Glockenspiel, you want to go to certain things of which Hofbrauhaus is just has to be on your list. So, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a fascinating thing, Doc. And as we were saying, I mean, I mentioned earlier, uh, as a student traveling in Europe in the 70s, you know, my, my starting point was the Hofbrauhaus. So it's, it's quite remarkable that the brand has been around for so long. And, uh, you know, the, I, I was just sort of reading up a little bit and something intrigued me. I didn't realize, I mean, I, I knew the Hofbrauhaus had been there for 
400 years or whatever, but the brand itself was intriguing. The patent, the logo, the HB and the Crown logo was patented in 1879, which is quite impressive. It's even more impressive when you consider that Coca-Cola was only patented as a brand in 1893. So we're talking about a brand that precedes Coca-Cola. It's quite extraordinary. <laughs> yeah, it is amazing, Gordon. And I mean, that's just a great lead in to welcome our guest, uh, Dr. Michael Muller. Michael, thanks very much. Michael is the head of director, uh, brewery director of Hofbra and Hofbra House. Michael, thanks very much for your time. We really appreciate you spending time with us and, and hosting us in the city uh, and, and taking us through your journey and, and also the, you know, how you see the future of, of Hofbra. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you very much uh, visiting us here in Munich and uh, spending some time not only uh, consuming or enjoying our beer, the atmosphere of, at the Hofbra House, uh, but also talking a little bit about um, the brewery, the brand and the world of what we say HB. Yeah, well, thanks again. And I mean, let's just get straight into it, Michael. You've run and, and off air, Gordon, uh, and our listeners, we were chatting about your fascinating journey, how you loved getting into it, how you still love it 22 years on. Let's just take us through, and I mean, for many of us, you know, running a brewery is our dream job, you know what I mean? <laughs> We'd love to do it. So yes. just take us through a little bit of your day. And I mean, you were saying it's a job, you, you're, to paraphrase you, you said, this is a job for Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's Mr. Yeah, Universe, yeah. you've got yeah. to do everything. So maybe yeah, just take exactly. us through that. Yeah, yeah, it is it's fascinating. Um, myself from, I, I would say, beginning uh, at the school days when I was thinking, what could you do in your professional life? Um, and the decision was made quite early when I was uh, in the middle of the teenage age. Um, and uh, I said, I want to run a brewery. I want to work for a brewery. Yeah. Having at that time, of course, no idea uh, where and which brewery, but I said, it must be a brewery. <laughs> and uh, uh, the job uh, in a brewery, I mean, uh, doing working in a brewery is uh, on either side uh, very complex because you have a natural product. On the other side, uh, you have so many things to uh, do and to recognize or to follow. And uh, you never know what you have really to do as a director or a managing director uh, of a brewery tomorrow. There is every day a new challenge uh, and a fascinating challenge. And that's, I guess, what makes me now working my whole professional life for the brewing industry and since 22 years um, for the Hofbrauhaus Brewery. And uh, 22 years, if I look to my personal uh, personality, if I have to do every day the same that mm. gets boring very yeah. fast, very quickly. Yeah. And uh, so uh, working for HP every day, something new, a new task. This is what I really love. Mm. And, um, and um, a few, uh, a few years ago, I was at the seminar for um, developing human resource. Yeah. And the, the trainer was asking, okay, what are you doing? And what are you doing since when are you doing that? And what have you done in your professional life? And I was saying, well, uh, I'm a technician. Mm -hmm. I started brewing. I learned brewing. I started brewing and working in the brewing industry so I, since I'm working. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, 
you are one of the species dying out because that's not normal anymore today. Mm. Uh, that somebody starts his career in a certain industry and uh, probably will finish his professional life uh, in the same industry. Mm. And I said, yeah, but I don't want to change. I don't want to make milk or water or yogurt or computers. No, I, yeah. will, I love to work for beer because the beer is a fascinating product. It's an emotional product. And the word of the Hofbrauhaus is something much more than just beer. It's a, a fascinating world, emotional. It's an, a, a world uh, with experience, not our, uh, only on our side, also on the side of our consumers, our fans. Mm -hmm. uh, and every time I'm talking to a consumer about the Hofrahas, I have the feeling that a screenplay, that a video runs off in his head. Yeah. And I said, what are you thinking about? And I said, well, you know, you walk into the Schwemme, you have the live music, you have yeah. 1,000 guests over there in a good mood and enjoying the atmosphere, enjoying the beer, having a great time. And, uh, and, and, and when you go that, it, it, it creates always, you know, those goose pictures. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and that's HP and it it's, doesn't stop just with the beer. There are many, many excellent and uh, beers around the world. Yeah. And uh, of course, I'm convinced that we are uh, producing, that we are brewing a very distinctive Munich style beer, mm. but there are other beers too. Yeah. But if you talk about half price, it's more than just beer. Sure. It's the Hofbrauhaus, it's the atmosphere, it's the Oktoberfest, mm. it's socializing. I always say the best social media is our beer, brings yeah. people together. Yeah. It is. It's amazing, Gordon. Just before before you jump, it's just Michael looking at you now. I mean, you can see the passion. Twenty-two years on, and it's not just twenty-two years; it's before that as well. And I think just to our listeners out there, you make an interesting point about sometimes a linear career these days is a little bit out of fashion. People go from computer chips to yoga to, to whatever, but but there is no one right answer. Gordon, you and I have spoken about it before. You know, sometimes people do go from here to there to there. That's okay, and sometimes people follow. The, but it's 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 nice to sometimes meet somebody who speaks with enthusiasm like it's the first time you're speaking about it. And I'm sure it's, <laughs> I'm sure it's not the first time you're speaking about beer and the Hofbrauhaus because you're absolutely right. It's not just the product. Yeah. The product is a catalyst to a lot of stuff. And it's not just the partying and the reveling and the music. I've also been there with families. I've seen kids outside and inside. I've seen a whole atmosphere of, of different, uh, you know, different things. And as you say, it's not any bricks and mortar. Yeah. inside of the town it's an institution that has become symbolic i guess and symbiotic it's, of of München. what is uh, what i really appreciate with that is also that uh the rem remembrance people have is absolutely positive wherever you go mm. and uh, a very nice experience i made traveling to the united states you know that immigration over there it's always a yeah. A different no, time, and, and you're coming to that officer, and they're sitting there, yeah, like grinning uh, face or whatever, and asking you, okay, what are you doing? And there, and there. And then one day he was asking me, You're on a business trip? And I said, Yes, of course. What kind of a business? And I said, Beer. You have samples with you? I said, No, I work for the Alfbra House. <laughs> Immediately he was starting smiling. <laughs> 
oh, for the beer hall? Yeah, and he yeah. said, yes, for the beer hall. Oh, I was over there and I was in Vegas. And so he was really smiling and everything was okay. Since then, every time I was asked, what kind of a business? I said, half bra house. Yeah, yeah. I never had any, <laughs> any yeah. troubles with the questions and so on. Yeah. So it is the, that positive remembrance you have with people who have experienced it. And, uh, and even the half bra house in Munich is unique in the world as it stands over there. We have a few franchises in the uh, US, in Brazil, in China. Uh, we say, yeah, they, uh, we have done our best to copy it, but they are not... 100% a copy. It's impossible. Mm. But uh, uh, the main feature, um, uh, the soul of it uh, is in there. And um, we we opened the youngest one um, in September last year in Buffalo, state of New York. Okay. Right. And, you know, that was still the Corona period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't imagine what's happened over there. Mm. The people were so happy coming there. And, uh, and that we had... Uh, a huge crowd uh, having fun, mm. enjoying that oh, we are back to life. Yeah. And the same we experience here now, because, uh, you know, during the period of Corona and all those regulations, we had to close down and then we had only a few people allowed to be in there. Mm. And, uh, and people were coming back, they were coming back. And in the beginning, we had just a hundred people in this Schremer, you know what? Yeah, that, no, that's not good. Then, then do the exercise. Eh? <laughs> I said it's a funeral hall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and we were allowed to have live music and 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 in, in the, under the arch ceilings and that those historic building. Uh, no, that won't work. And the more people in there, the better the atmosphere. And now we are back, and people are so happy and uh, and appreciate that. And and they said, you know something, we take the risk that we get influenza. We get something. But we want to live, yeah, yeah, and uh, and 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 that's it, uh, and and uh, I believe that will be back very very soon um, because uh, the atmosphere and uh, a joy of life with uh, for what Hofbrauhaus stands, mm. everybody is seeking. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Michael, I think I think that's the key point there. You know, um, it's what the brand stands for and the experience that's. It stands for, and I think coming back, talking about longevity and 22 years, part of the problem um, I, I experience after 40-something years in advertising is brand managers who want to change everything after two years. And and what I love is, is the fact that passion does not imply, you know, that your passion must in, in inevitably uh, translate into change. You can have passion for preserving the integrity of an experience of a brand. If it's worked in the past, you know, it's it's still worked. You know, it's uh, if, if I think back to to uh, Woodstock, 1969, the movie, one of the great lines from the movie came from one of the musicians, Sly and the Family Stone. And he said, you know, music is not a fashion. Music is a feeling. And if it was good in the past, it's still good. And I think that's what I'm, I'm loving, uh, you know, is, is that belief that the brand and what it stood for for 400 years doesn't need a lot of, you know, doesn't need a lot of changing. Experience work, you're plugging into a deep human uh, mood. Yeah. 
you have to question and we do that uh, your brand your positioning and what you do um, periodically not saying that you have to change something but um, uh, uh, when I started here um, I had let's say not the experience with the brand uh, and the secrets of the brand. So what we did is market survey in Germany and international a little bit and to, to get a feeling what is what is the core of the brand. And because when, you know, when you are coming new and they said, okay, now we are modernizing everything yeah. and we are polishing everything and so on and so on. And said, okay, what are we going to polish? And, then, and, uh, and I got back the results and I was so surprised to saying, uh, okay, the branch stands, of course, for beer, beer hall, Oktoberfest, Munich, Munich lifestyle, Bavarian lifestyle, and uh, Umtata, you know, that's the music, the American call uh, music, Umtata music. <laughs> and I said, okay, uh, why should I think, about, uh, and for the big marks, the stone, yeah, yeah. the steins, the one liter steins, and yeah. I said, why should I work on a modern glass design when the people love the big stein? And I said, okay, let's do um, what we uh, are known for a little bit better yeah. and uh, and focus on that. Forget um, a, a pills pub, forget, um, uh, let's say, the bar of uh, a modern uh, hotel. Uh, that's not our business. Go to the beer outlets, go to the festivals, go to whatever we are standing before. Mm. And we do every five, seven years, um, such a survey, and we are looking at, okay, are we better? Um, do we have to adjust a little bit? And, um, and um, yeah, we do that, and we see that there are slight changes to necessary, but um, every time the brand and the image and uh, what we stand before uh, is in the middle, it comes always back to that. Uh, nobody is asking from us a future design on the label of the bottle. No, we we have a uh, in here in Germany a bottle, an old bottle with an old label on it, uh, which we used already uh, in the fifties last century, and uh, yeah, a little bit modernized because we have to add a few legal things, yeah. <laughs> but. The core is the same since uh, uh, more than seventy years, and um, and. There is nothing, when do, if you ask me today what I want to change with the brand and the marketing of the brand. And uh, I'm 100% convinced that we don't have to do, no, we should not do classical marketing. Uh, that means TV spot. No, we are not doing that. Uh, yeah, we having, sometimes we have ads uh, in a newspaper or in journals, but not Compared to other breweries, nothing. We don't do big billboards. We don't do broadcast uh, spots. No, uh, from my point, the best advertising we have is a nice glass of beer at the Hofbrauhaus, at the beer garden, at uh, the Oktoberfest or wherever, or in the Hofbrauhaus, somewhere else. That's, uh, that's, of course, we try to communicate as best as possible social media or whatever, uh, of course, we are working on that too. And we are also in cinema, uh, cinemas over there. We have spots where we have, but we have different spots. Mm. Uh, and and tell, the spots are in, in a way like telling you a story about Munich. And uh, when you see that 
unfortunately only in German, mm. um, uh, that spot the first time, even as a German, you said, hey, what is going on there? And um, uh, only at the end, the link comes to the brewery. Uh, 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 for an example, is a, a story, um, an elder Munich resident is walking through the city, seeing the students having fun and doing... Uh, uh, um, working on their cellular phones and he said, no, he doesn't like that. And he walking away again, he's asked by some tourists, Sir, can you tell us in English? And he doesn't speak English <laughs> uh, where to go. Uh, and he didn't know uh, how to help them. And I said, oh, God, that's good. And then at the end, so he has several steps and, and then at the end, he sits down at the park bench in front uh, a table and it is in a beer garden. Mm. And he said, you know, Munich, you run me crazy. But fortunately, <laughs> yeah. and then he takes his... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's got his, he's got his comfort. And, and, and yeah, yeah, and at the end, um, and, and uh, that's the way we try to communicate. But um, we are not going out and doing um, the classical yeah. advertising. Mm. I guess um, uh, what we do and what we are is the best advertising. Yeah. You're listening to The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media. Yeah, word of mouth, I mean, word of mouth is, is critical, and that's been the case for a long time. But just quickly as a diversion, uh, Dr. speaking about the, the look and feel and the energy of Munich, I must say, you know, looking at you on the video, you look rather fetching in, the, in that lederhosen, but it, it certainly suits you. <laughs> Michael's got his traditional garb on. I've yeah. decided that I'd wear my traditional garb uh, and not to not do the little hosen. Oh, well, I had it last Thursday. I would say, I, I don't know how many days, but I guess something about 100 times uh, a year yeah. I'm having my lederhosen. Yeah. And it, it's very convenient because, yeah. you know, you, you don't have to iron it. Yeah. <laughs> it's And you are every time dressed properly. And this is. This is uh, something also typical for Bavaria and typical for Munich. You know uh, those events, black tie? Mm, yeah. Yeah, of course. They were yeah. right in the invitation, black tie dress yeah. code. Okay, yeah, yeah. that means mm, black. If you have our traditional dressing and if you have lederhosen, oh, this is, of course, accepted. Yeah. And uh, I will never forget once they invited me to be Grand Marshal as the Stuben Parade in New York. And uh, they always have one celebrity um, doing Grand Marshal. And I said, okay, uh, doing. And then I saw also New York, black tie. And I said, okay, do I have to take my black tie to yeah. the United States for that event or so? And then I, I called, um, uh, we have a, uh, an own company over there. And I called the management director and said, uh, Fred, hey, what about... Um, Black tie. And so, oh, no, no, no. German vest uh, is sufficient. And I said, and what is a German vest? Well, your Bavarian dressing and lederhosen. Yeah, so yeah. everybody was in black tie yeah. and I was in my lederhosen. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, the, I think the interesting part there, uh, Michael and Gordon, is around authenticity in your messaging. You know, Gordon, you spoke about you don't have to change everything. If you've got something that is authentically yours, Okay, and it works for you in the region, and you and and you love it, and and, and it doesn't have to change. Then build on it, Michael. That's what you're saying. Look yeah. at it. You have to evaluate stuff. You mm -hmm. can't live blindly. You got to evaluate. And sometimes mm -hmm. the answer is no change. Yep. That is sometimes the uh, the answer. Um, 
But I think that's the that's part of the success. You know, Gordon, we've also dealt with, you know, over our 120 odd episodes, we've done various people where sometimes change is necessary. You know, sometimes things are broken, but sometimes, you know, listening to you, yeah, there's a tweak and a change here, mm-hmm. but it's not a major change because it's not necessary given robust research into the market, into yeah. your fan base, into your customers. <clears throat> just talking about one change though, just tell me uh, for the Oktoberfest, do you make a special brew for the for the festival? Is there yes, a special yes. brew? Um, it's a special <clears throat> beer uh, brewed for the Oktoberfest. Uh, but I have to say uh, all the beers being uh, labeled under Oktoberfest in our brewery is the same. So we have not only a beer which is uh, just on the festival, uh, the Oktoberfest beer on the festival is the same as the Oktoberfest beer in the bottle, which we are exporting uh, okay. to the world. So we have not different Oktoberfest beers. And uh, that history goes back to the beginning of the Oktoberfest. Uh, Oktoberfest was um, the wedding festival of um, the Bavarian prince and princess, 1810. And um, at the beginning, it was a horse race and uh, more wine than beer. Mm-hmm. And there were no big beer tents, but it took only two years. And they asked the brewmasters here at the brewery uh, whether they could brew for a small tent, a special festival beer. Festival beer means uh, due to Bavarian regulation, it must be stronger um, in alcohol. Mm-hmm. And uh, and 1812, we had the first Oktoberfest beer uh, being brewed uh, with um, an ABV of uh, six six point three six point five percent, roughly about that. And, um, and since then, we are brewing every year Oktoberfest beer, even in years when we had no Oktoberfest, like the last two years. Yeah. Um, um, we un- unfortunately had no Oktoberfest. But we brewed Oktoberfest beer and we sold it um, in, in the pubs, in the beer gardens, national and internationally. And uh, it's the same beer. But that beer, speaking about changes, had to be changed over the years. Uh, 200 years ago, that was um, a typical Merzen beer, a, a dark, uh, not dark brown, but a darker beer, yeah. a more malty. Um, so when you're Try a dark beer like a Dunkel. This is similar in taste. Today, we want to have the the lighter beers. Uh, We want to have the strong beers. We want to have tasty beers. And that's what we are proud of. Uh, I don't want to have a flat beer. Mm. Uh, I want to have a beer where you taste something. But it uh, should, what we say, it shouldn't taste heavy. Mm. That you're already satisfied when you have uh, uh, one glass of beer. So... What we do is uh, that special brew. Of course, we uh, put in more malt, but it's uh, in color light malt. And uh, we have a very, very long maturation period so that uh, the remaining sugar in the beer is being reduced to a minimum. So it doesn't taste sweet. It doesn't taste heavy. Uh, it's, I would say the disadvantage is uh, it has, of course, then more alcohol. Yeah. Uh, but... Um, uh, it seems not to be an obstacle. <laughs> <laughs> what are you Just not adverse to heavy alcohol beer? <laughs> That's copper stomp uh, beer. That is uh, 6.5. That's headbanging stuff. Uh, you. Um, just a quick question. You know, um, coming back to the destination uh, aspect of, of uh, the marketing. Um, 
do you have any sort of community projects? I mean, I, I'm not aware of any obvious sponsorships like a Bayern Munich. I think that's stage the telecom. But do, do you engage in, in, in sort of community-based sponsorships or community-based projects just to enhance the relationship with Munich as a brand? Um, uh, doing, yeah, we do that, but we do that, uh, uh, let's say regional and we do that, uh, um, I mean, regional in, in Bavaria or mainly the greater area of Munich. Um, and additional, we do that, uh, with, uh, let's say smaller groups, organizations. We are not with FC Bayern. Um, uh, this is what I said for TV beers yeah. or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, we have many, many small sport clubs, tennis clubs, football um, or soccer teams. We are supporting and additional what we do is we work on uh, the supporting of uh, cultural events, which are very often suffering, um, having uh, not enough funds uh, like the opera house, uh, theaters, and additional, what we do is um, uh, what nobody normally does is we support the education of artists. I mean, of, of, of um, uh, people working uh, in the future at the theater or the opera house. We have here in, in Munich an, an, a theater academy, which is uh, um, here in Munich quite known and a lot of uh, famous um, artists uh, came out of that academy and uh, they we are, uh, we are sponsoring them, uh, which is not so known in the public, but they need that support too. And, um, um, but in Munich is recognized, it's, but it's not classically advertising. Um, of course, they recognize that, uh, but um, you can imagine in a theater, uh, beer is not the number one beverage, yeah. but uh, we are not seeking that, but everybody mm. recognizes, oh, that's supported by yeah. a half bar. Yeah. It's great. And, no, that's fantastic. And I think that really adds credibility to the brand uh, you know, and, and its role in that community. And uh, and uh, and it's here the Munich people, uh, Munich residents really appreciate that because uh, the big ones, of course, uh, if FC Bayern is looking for uh, a new sponsorship, uh, everybody wants uh, to be there. And the big players here in, in Germany are really fighting for that. And I said, yeah, but um, they are not lack of money. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but if you look to the small uh, clubs and uh, the small teams, they need that assistance, and 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 that's uh, where we are focusing on. But that is, let's say, somehow limited. Now, uh, yeah, we have in Berlin also a, um, a sports organization which are supporting, but that is only one. It's also a smaller one, and um, and you know, we do something similar in the US, but also on um, uh, the same in the same base. Uh, we have a, an, a subsidiary over there which is importing to the US, so we import the beer to the US, our largest export market, by ourselves. And they do that too, uh, supporting regional organizations, regional clubs. Yeah. No, that that's that's great, and I think that's that's crucial. If you if you're going to have a community base uh, as a part of your brand offering, then you you you've got to walk in. I think, uh, Doc, we've seen a lot of it in the last two years that brands can't just talk the talk; you've got to walk the walk as well. Um, 
But in terms of football, yeah, I think I think uh, RB Leipzig uh, this uh, this year might be getting an improvement in their overall sponsorship offerings. I see they had a good result last night as well. So uh, perhaps the axis of football power is shifting. Yeah, but we we all have to mention that we are very careful with uh, any, let's say, um, contact with kids. Mm. Uh, we are when we do something um, and kids are involved, we are not over there with the brand and not, of course, with the alcohol. We do support. Um, how do you say that? That um, um, it's a day hostel for kids here close to the brewery, uh, where kids who have nobody who can take care of them during the day because parents are working. So what they do, they come in the morning, uh, in this morning in the school and the afternoon, they are supervised by people over there and their whole day over there. And in the evening they go home and they, it's a private organization and they also need support. We do that, but we say, please do not mention to anybody. This is sponsored mm. by Hofbrauhaus mm. uh, because uh, kids and advertising uh, alcohol doesn't work. Mm. And uh, but we do that too, and and um, the same uh, what a similar uh, thing we are doing also with um, homeless people. Mm. Mm. Um, every year, what we do is we create Christmas for homeless uh, at the Hofbräu House, at the Hofbräu Keller. We invite homeless people for mm. Christmas Eve to be over there having food getting a little bit new dress. And so um, they get uh, free of charge. They can select new dress, winter dress, shoes and whatever. And of course they get packages of food um, to have something over, uh, let's say Christmas. Um, and, and that we do and support uh, also without advertising. But of course, everybody talks about it, but because it's at the house, at the ball yeah. room in the second um, floor. Right. And, uh, It's great though. Yeah, I mean, Michael, just talking about, you know, corporates giving back, Gordon, we've spoken about that and, and the authenticity, again, I get back to that word of doing something that is really caring uh, and, and for the right reasons to, to, to not just have people consume your yep. product, but also to do the mm -hmm. right thing. Yep. Uh, and of course, there are lots of other constituents yep. that will consume mm -hmm. your product mm -hmm. because, you know, the, they love the brand, yep. they like what you're doing, et cetera, et cetera. Gordon, we, uh, we're moving towards the end of the show. So Indeed, we are. I don't know if you have any I'm... more questions. No, I, I... Other than I know you are going to go straight to your fridge and open a beer. I know that's going to happen. <laughs> I am going to have my, my winter fest, but I need first, because I've been doing my homework, so it seems like in South Africa, macro is the, uh, is, is the primary kind of supplier for, for the beer. So I'm going to nip off down to macro, and I will have a, a winter fest this evening with a briarface. I won't have any sausage, but I'll have some bourgeois and, uh, and a winter fest. So I will be sampling, and I will give you a, a rating uh, over the course of the weekend. Uh, but I I just want to say, Doc, I do approve of uh, improving the ratio of, of Müllers on the show. I've had some Muller and I, FB9 Müller. So, but it's good. Two Müllers on the show. I think it's a precedent which we should be following into the future. I, I think we're two Müllers and two doctors. And yeah. so we've, we've got enough balance. <laughs> we've got it. We got it okay. Huh? Very so, good. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Gordon. Um, 
Michael, just in closing, thank you very much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. Your, your uh, willingness to chat with us, your honesty, your enthusiasm. And I think that's the big thing for me, the take out for me, for younger listeners in particular, the absolute enthusiasm you have as the boss for 22 years that you still want to walk, you still want to do the stuff, you still love not only the product, I hear that, but I mean, what the product does, the joy it brings, the camaraderie, the togetherness. And it's not just a COVID thing. Obviously, that is an absolutely abnormal phenomenon in the world. Uh, but the fact that, you know, the Hofbrau House is a, a magnet yeah. for a lot of people. So I just want to say thank you very much for that from our side for your time. Really appreciate it. And to listeners out there, if you want to find out more, go into hofbrahaus.de, the website, hofbrahaus.de. Uh, read up on it. Understand its history. And again, just to reiterate, the show is about destination marketing. It's not only beer per se. It's about a magnet that has been so symbiotic and, and, uh, 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 and linked to the city of, of Munich and, the, and the, the area of Bavaria. So, yeah. When okay. you have the, ever the chance, go in there, inhale the atmosphere. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were, well, I mean, Gordon has, and I have been privileged enough to have been there. So I know exactly mm -hmm. what you're talking about. But again, it's one of those things that you need to revisit. You know, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. It's, like, it's like going to the gym. You can't go once. Yeah. You, you got you to kind of keep yourself in the, in the zone. So who knows, Gordon? Maybe we find ourselves uh, at the Hofbrauhaus sometime. Uh, in the well, absolutely. I mean, you mentioned Arnold Schwarzenegger earlier on in the show. So, like, Arnold, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Michael, thanks very much. Uh, closing out, Gordon, uh, I'll leave you to close out from my side. Thanks very much to our listeners, as always. And I'll leave you to close us out. Right, to all the listeners, thanks for joining us. And uh, I think you yeah, follow the doc's advice. Loop back to last week's episode at, at Elements in Solden uh, for the Bond Museum and this theme on destination marketing. And as always, yeah, let's keep talking. You're welcome. Have a great time. And I hope you spend a few hours here in Munich too. And uh, yeah. go somewhere. I mean, uh, somewhere at the Platzl. Yeah, yeah. We will do that. Yeah, and, thanks. And uh, enjoy your time over there. Thanks, Michael. Really appreciate it. We certainly, we certainly will do that. And so that was another episode of The Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get a hold of us on Facebook. Like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get a hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Mataz. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Miller, the Guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.